Hey there, listeners. This is Amelia. Just hopping in at the beginning to explain what's going on. Uh, don't worry, BYOM isn't going anywhere. There's no late episode this week. I apologize again for last week. Uh, this is just a new experimental interview segment that I've been uh, working on for the past few weeks. Wanted to get out that we are tentatively calling Chassis Chat. Because Lancer content has only expanded since its release, and I want to take the time to highlight some of the important and rising content creators in its space, because, oh my god, there's a lot of content, and a lot of really good content. Uh, for example, today we got a chance to talk with the wonderful NHP Shaka, author of the field guide to Mfukane and leader of the Ukua Station server and Wallflower campaign. Uh, if you'd like to, all the relevant links will be in the description of this episode, and Shaka's own links will be down there as well. We didn't get a chance to release during Black History Month. We had recorded it earlier, which is my fault, uh, but we're getting it out now, and I'm so excited to share this with you. As usual, our Twitter is at Onamek, and if you'd like to join our Patreon, like, and I forgot to do this last week, I apologize to Gnome, Crow, and James Nevitt for being our most recent Patreons at patreon.com slash bringyourownmech. And, as a special bonus, patrons will get access to new Chassis Chat episodes a month before they release, including my conversation with Laurie O'Connell of the Stolen Crown campaign, which that episode is coming out very, very soon. We are currently overwhelmed with the amount of support the show has received at the recording of this. We've just passed 7,000 plays, which is, is just astronomical. Thank you again so, so much. Thank you, the Lancer community. Thank you, Shaka, for this episode. And I hope you, listener, enjoy the very first episode of the tentatively titled Chassis Chat. Welcome, esteemed listeners, to the first experimental sideshow we haven't truly decided this is <laughs> call it a uh, proof of concept those are always good it, <laughs> proof, of, names. proof of concept work in progress experiment <laughs> yes the most more adjectives. i think you need a couple more adjectives after that, yes so. the most certain of titles if you couldn't tell this is amelia pronouns she her i'm joined today with my co-host that's weird to say uh read <laughs> plus, plus, plus. hey hello my pronouns are they them probably know me as the gm of bring your own mech but today i'm just in the sidecar oh yes today we have an incredibly special guest the one the only mastermind of <laughs> fakani station i'm gonna simp so hard this episode oh, no, you have you no idea i'm gonna return it i'm gonna return it tenfold so cool. yes <laughs> Shaka, tell us who you are, where we could find you on the interwebs, yes. and something else, a plug of what you do? Oh yeah, I'll do that, okay. Um, go by NHP Shaka in the Lancer community, James Trey, I live in Minneapolis, 
transportation planner here. I have Ranuqua Station, a West Marches type of campaign uh, in the Lancer system for about two years now, and also released the Phil Guide Infocani as like a homebrew supplement to Lancer RPG. And um, yeah, I just really infatuated with Afrofuturist stuff. So, oh yeah, and we're absolutely going to get into it. And now here's the first problem of, I feel like a lot of our listeners don't necessarily come from PilotNet. This is part of the reason why I wanted to do the show. I feel like a lot of people just come from Twitter or come from uh, a lot of like the indie TTRPG scene instead of like, believe me, I'm like literally searching multiple times a day on PilotNet for like podcast, actual play, BYOM, (laughs) all that stuff. Multiple times. I am too. I do that so so often. <laughs> it's like a neurotic behavior. Oh my god. So part of the reason I wanted to do it was one, Black History Month, incredibly important. Celebrate Black Excellence. Oh, Two, there's so much goddamn Lancer content. It's not like the core book. Yes. And not even like from Massive. And I want to mm-hmm. highlight that for people that are just listening that are like, oh cool, like big robots and i'm like yeah but here are more big robots that you could fuck around with Mm -hmm. so i have no idea i'm not going to take the time to explain what a west marches style server is yeah (laughs) other than you could join the server if you'd like i suppose pick up and play yeah i think it's the best kind of tagline but otherwise just kind of want to like pick your brain specifically about umfakane because oh my god i fucking love umfakane yes as do I. It's so goddamn good, everybody. Ah. Although I have a question before we even get into that. I'm curious, how did you get into Lancer? I had that question. same question and a little bit further. How did you first start to get the inkling of, oh, I want to make content for Lancer specifically? I think I came across Lancer. This is what, 20? God, COVID really messes up my mental conception of time <laughs> i don't really know it it was it was like two years i would say two years ago i had like it's just uh, before covid yes thank you <laughs> and covid <laughs> exactly before covid i think i can't remember when i came across lancer but it was definitely in development and uh, i was like oh yeah this is cool and then i didn't really come across it again until they did a full release and i got to on the tail end of like their kickstarter i think it was and i was able to like to buy the uh the core pdf and i started reading it and i was like yo this is like a really dope you know mech system and there are a couple things in the intro of the uh, of the book that kind of almost turned me turned me away a little bit because they had like a notice in there that this you know explicit mentions of like slavery and like all these other contentious things and i was like okay uh, kind of like was a red flag for me because I wasn't sure because not a lot of people handle those topics really well and I think mm. highlight mm. the people that are adversely affected by it in an adequate way I think and so I was literally like like I don't know and then I continued to read it and I was like oh yeah this is a pretty dope setting and then I got more and more into it as like you know, I learned about um, some of the uh, premier plot points like the NHPs and the post-colonialism and the utopian stuff and so right when I got into all that and good understanding of the game I uh found out that like most TTRPGs and there's not a huge like there's not I'm not trying to pass huge say on Lancer but <laughs> there isn't a lot of uh, high, highlighting of like black culture or just black people in tabletop games mm-hmm. which I think has some repercussions for why like a lot of black people don't play TTRPGs going on that string I had done some other work and you know ventures in TTRPGs and eventually I got to the point where I started working on the field guide so 
long story short, saw a cool RPG, saw some, say, some gaps, and then I wrote some stuff. God, I'm just so thankful. We joined, or at least I got into Lancer because Reed got me into Lancer and like <laughs> Reed, how'd you get into Lancer? That's that's what I'm curious. I'm curious how yeah. like, Reed got yeah. into Because it was for it was for the Demos Paradox mm. uh, in the summer of twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah, and I actually got a hold of Lancer probably several months before then, so probably sometime in early 2020 or late 2019. And it was actually for the huge BLM bundle on itch.io. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I saw that was like one of the number one things that they were really highlighting in that bundle. And I was like, wow, uh, this looks really awesome. Mm-hmm. And and you know what was funny about it is that I looked at the cover and I was like, I swear I've seen that style somewhere before. Oh, okay. So uh, Tom Parkinson Morgan, or uh, AKA Abaddon, is the artist of a webcomic that I've been reading for like almost as long as it's been out. Yeah, Six Billion Demons. Yeah, Kill Six Billion Demons. I, I feel like it's been out for almost a decade or something like ridiculous. Yeah. Maybe maybe not as long, but it's been it's been out for a very long time. I've been reading it like since the first chapter. Damn. So so yeah, so because I fun fact, I love webcomics and I've been reading webcomics since I was young, since I was old enough to be on the Internet and find them, really. Uh, Undisclosed age. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) I saw that art style, though, and I was like, oh, my God, it's the same person. So, of course, then I had to read it at this time. I had been playing D&D for like about a year. Mm hmm. And uh, and before then, you know, in, far, in terms of like TTRPGs, I hadn't really played a lot of stuff, but I had done a lot of like play by post role playing type of things when I was younger on like DeviantArt and stuff like that. Okay. So, okay. yes, yeah, so I was like, this seems really cool. And so I tried to run a session of it with my D&D group. And then I uh, was like, you know what would be cool is if I like did a podcast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is the summer of 2020. Yeah. Yeah, this was the summer of 2020. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast now. And that is that that's how that started. And definitely I've learned a lot since then. Yeah, I like it because like y'all's podcast like came out of nowhere. And it was like fucking good. I was like, I remember seeing it. I was like, wait, I haven't seen this person in pilot now. Like, yeah, like I figured I would have like known about this before it came out. And it just like came out. I was like, oh, shit, this is like, this is dope. I'm feeling it. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. It just because uh... Deimos was out for like a few months beforehand, but it never like got as widespread. I think, which is fine. It's a different kind of story, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and that's like, and I like it that way. And it always is meant to be a limited series. But yeah, so so it is kind of funny. I got into it because of web comics, and uh, but I stayed because I really was drawn so much to the world of lancer and the lore mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. i mean but i also agree with you too that sometimes i'm in a minority opinion but when i like look at the lancer lore i also see a lot of gaps and i see a lot of like kind of interesting sort of assumptions that are made like very much from a place of like people that are writing from a place of uh, white privilege mostly. And so like uh, for me, one of the things that I always found like kind of weird is that there's this utopian union government Mm 
that just says, oh yeah, all of these uh, diaspora colonies and, and, and stuff, all, all of these people who have had their own culture for thousands of years now completely separate from us, oh, you're part of the Cuban Utopian Union government now. Um, <laughs> you know? Like, like you hear that, and, and I'm kind of like immediately like, uh, hold up. I think we did this already. <laughs> this is why I appreciate Mfakane. And just to continue my simping, just like read, because I hadn't read through the field guide before recently. Yeah, I like, yeah. I knew of Mfakane. Again, Grootslang, baby. Love the fucking Grootslang. <laughs> But I had no idea of like the lore that you have established, and I'm gonna—it's gonna sound like I'm gonna be saying some unkind things about the Lancer, <laughs> like Lancer content, and I'm really trying not to. But I appreciate the one, like the lack of patience in both, like not necessarily like, oh, it's like terrible if you do X, but like mm. you hop on a thing, like you don't necessarily explain. A whole lot of like oh like yeah like the details of like uh i, I am really ambiguous in, in the uh in the in the telling of the the field guide the term that the character uses over oh, and over oh, again God. i think it's ukulazawa is that it uh ukulazawa yeah yeah Ooh, okay okay now i'll just preface this is that i am still learning how to pronounce these zulu words so i think it's yeah. ukulazawa that's how i pronounce it but i oftentimes will conflate some of these syllables and enunciations and i definitely don't pronounce any of the clicks so we'll just say that's how you say it this is hilarious because i will go to the grave being proud of the fact that i can pronounce the izawal and kichi kichi Ooh, nice that's a powerful one you just upgrade it's... yourself <laughs> <laughs> well you dropped it once in the tomlin arc and i'm like reading it and i'm like what and then you said it and i'm like Oh shit, that's fucking cool. And then yeah, everyone cool just shorts name. it to the Wallen, which is yeah, great. It's, it's but Isawal and Kichi Kichi comes at you. I don't even know how many syllables that is. There's like five or six syllables. It's like, oh, I feel you. Uh, but what I really appreciate, and again, this might sound unkind, the story that you establish, which is very much like set in the backdrop of like terrible terrible things happening to a group of people over an immeasurably long period of time mm -hmm. the main four lancer manufacturers mm -hmm. i always feel like this weird disconnect because like same yes obviously like i agree your your lancers are not necessarily emblematic of the company mm -hmm. and like you can compare the companies but it's really weird when you have like, oh, this is basically just future 4chan or, oh, this is basically future <laughs> Amazon compared to eugenicists and fascists. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that, too. The nuance is there. And I'm like, what? I don't like where the nuance goes. Yeah. And this is why this is one of the reasons I love Mfakane, because the nuance is both there and justified. And no matter like what kind of side you lean on, it's fucking cool. Let's have uh, Shaka tell us kind of in your own words so that we're not just, you know, telling you how awesome your thing is. No, you guys, you guys have beautiful sounding uh, uh, voices. So. Oh, <laughs> shucks. Well, sit mode activated. Get out hey. of here. <laughs> not going to lie. That's the first time I've heard that in a while. But... <laughs> But yeah, you know, like tell us, tell us kind of the narrative of Umfakane 
and and, and we'll kind of go from there um and, and and about like the manufacturer and stuff like that yeah 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 so I think story short is that, uh, so I, I tell the inspiration is, is very much like a Zulu culture during like the 1800s where mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of uh, upheaval and, and social and political and uh, change and, you know, colonialism. And so that's just like a, I would say that's kind of a veneer because the real fruit, fruit of the story is just like the story of like transatlantic slave trade and I think the African-American experience, Yeah, you know, the, the story starts out in, in the setting in Infocania that you know, these people, a bunch of different groups um, from Cradle were taken across the world, across the galaxy by people who could afford the journey and stuff. And they were just like really like dirt nasty, treated really poorly the whole time over. And that's essentially what it was like to cross the Atlantic. And uh, I didn't go into too much detail of that because I don't feel like you need to like rehash that because everyone knows what's going mm-hmm. on with that. Mm-hmm. The story I wanted to tell was like really conquering that experience and building a better kind of uh, future from that experience. And so that's what happens in the setting where Infocani was like, nah, we ain't finna, well, at first, before they were called Infocani, they were called Amabante, which is like, I think it's like mm. spirits in Zulu. And uh, they were like oppressed and oppressed and oppressed. And they were like, okay, we're not about this anymore. We're gonna rebel. And they were fighting and fighting and fighting, but they were fighting against people who, who had the, the capabilities and the resources and the, and the technology to like to suppress them um, again and again and again. I was like, well, you know, there needs to be something that saves these people or like really amalgamates them to something that can conquer their their oppressors. And that's a benefit to one of the, the the pieces in the Lancer lore where you have like, you know, NHPs where I think it's like a really cool thing and a really cool opportunity to like really harken back to like, you know, leaders in our time of like, you know, whether it's political leaders or, you know, social leaders or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, uh, at the time, I was just really like infatuated with like Chaka and the Zulu people and stuff. And I was like, well, you know what? The best way the most dynamic like figure I could think of was Shaka. And I was like, all right, you know, Shaka shows up and then amalgamates a new people who are solely focused on getting rid of their oppressors and conquering them. And so that's what kind of happens. And then there's some more details in the book where, you know, like Shaka gets a little too Shaka and then, and then um, people yeah. have to like, like, yo, like we gotta have a future. We can't just like murder everyone, like and murder our oppressors. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it kind of switches and kind of goes into like a more like a bright future. But um, yeah, I, I think the biggest part, and it's kind of going to what you were saying, Amelia, is like, I couldn't see myself like playing a character like from the Kraken Tree Barons, like one of the other corpo states or the Harrison Army, because they just didn't feel people. I didn't get the, the impression that they're actual people in these things i got the impression that Mm -hmm. these were corporations doing things and so i couldn't Mm -hmm. i really like rp and all that stuff and role playing and stuff and i just couldn't see myself getting into the 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 stick that they were presenting or whatever and so i was like all right i have to write a story that for one you know that i think highlights the things i want to highlight about like culture and that stuff but also creating a setting that i really feel invigorated to playing uh, and I think for myself and for like my own kind of personal kind of selfish reasons, I did that because I'm still playing Lancer after two years and I'm running a server yeah. and I did a field guide. So, yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, fuck, I also am still playing after making my own thing and using it exclusively in the show to yeah. greater <laughs> or lesser effect. <laughs> I'll never forgive you for making me canon in the Lancer universe. Yeah, well, Shaka is also canon in the Lancer universe. So, you know what? That's pretty. (laughs) You're up in the hallowed halls. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I was going to say that, like, one of the things that really stood out to me with 
Mfukane, the field guide, and specifically the the narrative that you wrote about how it came to be. Uh, well, firstly, the the idea that this is not just like one and done struggle, as you said that the it, this was like multiple multiple uprisings over the course of like thousands of years, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, because uh, this is on this was on one of the generation ships that was sent yep. by Cradle. Yep. Just because at this point, blink space travel didn't exist. So to get somewhere, you had to stick people on a ship and you had to yep. hope there were enough people and that everybody was healthy and that you run out of resources by the time you got to your destination thousands yep. of years later. Yep. So that's one really cool part of Lancer lore that I think you... Uh, I love how you did this. And like I mentioned before, that... You know, Cradle then in the like what the second expansion or whatever starts to rediscover these generations mm-hmm. of ships of people that were sent out and have basically created homes on various planets that we would call the human diaspora. Mfukane being one of them, but with such a strong, strong history. Also love that Shaka is just very angry. <laughs> oh yeah. Always, it's always like angry. Yeah. It's good angry too. It's good angry. I think yeah. I think I actually play Shaka different than how it's written in the the field guide. Oh yeah? Yeah, like in on like our games or whatever, Lucasation games, mm-hmm. I tend to make him like a really mean grandpa. Like just a really <laughs> a really mean and ornery grandpa who you can tell to shut up. It's like, I just, because like, it's just not fun to like have the super powerful like math God that can tell you what to do and, you know, rule your life or whatever. And so I just make him like vulnerable, but also like very staunch in his like perception of things and how it conducts itself and stuff. But in the field guide, from what I've heard from other people I haven't played with, their impression of shock is like, oh my God, this thing is like an apocalyptic being that's going to like, destroy everything if it gets wild and crazy and i was like yeah it kind of works both ways i guess yeah yeah i was gonna say like similar because i only had experience seeing like have I, I don't think i've seen the abutho in action which we're going to talk about that oh yeah <laughs> but <laughs> best oh. mech <laughs> i can't even argue oh, slang. <laughs> the main core of that is shaka and all I've seen, I think the best exposure of that, because I don't think I've seen it in play, the best exposure of that is the Vex meme, where it's like, when you're oh, in yeah. one structure, you make your enemies go, why is there boss music playing? Vex yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did a really good meme. That was a really good one. I'm, I'm so grateful for for uh, for them to, to put that together. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, because Shaka, is Shaka technically shackled in the lore now? Uh, I'll never tell. I'll never divulge that secret information. Fair. Shaka was shackled at one point, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there, are, there are versions of Shaka that are shackled. Okay. The truest version. The true Shaka. Yeah, is behind a meta vault on Nkulu Nkulu. Right, um, right, right. That okay. is not shackled or something different. It is just really something different. Which is something that, like, I wanted to ask you about, because it would almost be kind of, like, an antithesis of your uh, of your field guide if you were to actually shackle Shaka in spite of Shaka's, like, righteous anger. I know, right? It would be. Even, even the name Shackling, which just sounds like harkens back to something I just couldn't do. I just couldn't do, yeah. I know, yeah, and that's why, like, at least in uh, the Nameless Paradox, I'm really excited for this next part because I want to 
think more about shackling in general and how that does bring to mind immediate thoughts and feelings yeah that i feel like sometimes the nuance is gone but i i like that that is something that you thought about also yeah i think it's interesting because like in i can't remember it's like first or second page of the book oh, let's explain the story maybe it's like the third page i don't know it's like telling the story of how i got founded and then union had like made an agreement like uh because shaka was like fighting a a battle of liberation and the Infocani were fighting a bill of liberation against their oppressors, the heart and the head. And then uh, the battle was almost won, and the Shaq was like, I'm going to detonate half this fucking moon and blow up your whole planet. And, yeah. <laughs> and Union, <laughs> Union was like, uh, and the other like more like friendly-minded Infocani were like, yo, can you like stop this real quick, please? And then Union was like, well, we'll stop it if you shackle the NHP. And then um, it apparently it was shackled, but a version of it was shackled, not the true version. So Yeah. And that's still like reading through that part. It was like the whole the whole field guide was devastating to read. And that part was like, oh, God, (laughs) (laughs) like I had feelings reading through this. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I think I think if I wasn't uh, if I wasn't making this for like because part of it is making it for myself. Part of it is making for like people to consume. If I wasn't making for people to consume, I would just let it blow up the planet. <laughs> Honestly, I would just be like, that's the end of the story. And everything is perfect and good now. But then I think that trajectory would have would have painted Infocane to fight itself. And they'd be fighting Shaka, honestly. I think if that were to happen, which I don't want. No. Yeah. I want to keep the cartoonishly, hilariously colonialized names of like White Womb and... <laughs> Why you won't? the other. Oh, oh God. Oh. oh, dude, that game is recorded, man. I, I, wouldn't, I watched that oh, game shit. many times. I watched the game many times. Yeah, that was my notes one. for this part are just the Tomlin arc, parentheses, white womb, and then <laughs> tiny baby, what's her name? <laughs> I forgot live birth. Jesus Christ. Live birth. Yeah, you couldn't even say it. <laughs> just like a weird. I don't know. I think I had to be drunk when I was writing those, those <laughs> stories. I don't know what I was thinking about. Maybe I was contemplating my own mortality and I was like, uh, I think I need to make a baby. Make a baby. Life burn. Oh my God. Well, now I want to ask the question of the hour. What is your favorite mech and why is it the Abuth? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, what is your favorite mech and why isn't it the Groot Sling? <laughs> okay. Groot Sling is like, uh, it's, it's, it's my secret favorite mech, but don't tell all the Abutho mains that you're, there are no Abutho oh, mains. I'm the only Abutho main. <laughs> whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait, no, wait. I thought you said Groot Sling for a second. I'm the only Groot Sling. <laughs> yeah, you're the only Groot Sling, exactly. Oh my god. I think for mechanics-wise, I want say mechanics, I say narrative-wise, uh, I think the Abutho is the truest interpretation of taking stories, the story I based it off of is like Zulu stories or whatever, and Shaka Zulu's like armies and the MP War Order and stuff, and interpreting it into a mech because yes. it's like it's like pound for pound for all the systems and all the naming of its its uh, abilities. It's just straight up historical references, straight up cultural references. Like it's first, well, except for subdermal plating, which is more mechanic, but like that's like one of the mm. license level one thingies. But Ngoma is one of the. Uh, Tech invade options, and honestly, an invade option on Booth, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but I wanted to include it because I like the narrative. But Ngoma is like a dance that uh, some Zulu do to project their their their, their battles into like a, kind of a performance. And 
part like re retelling the past and part predicting the future through dance and song and stuff. And then the, the options for that are like song and dance and you can do cool things with that. And some of the other options too are just like, you know, harkens back to like that stuff like the Ikwa is like a weapon, like a, like a short spear that Shaka came up with and Ishilangu is a shield um, from South African area. And then some of the other things are just kind of, you know, harkens back to all that. So it's just, it's just the truest interpretation of like the field guide to me. And that's why I love playing yeah. it so much. And I yeah. think the other part of it is, I don't know, I think like most kids or whatever, like when you're young, you're like, oh, I like Japanese culture, I like samurais or whatever. And I was like, well, I need to like create like a character that is like what a samurai is a Japanese culture, but for like Zulu culture. And that's what Beabutho is to me, so. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I, I mentioned this in our Q&A, and I'll repeat it for here, that one of my favorite tropes in like sci-fi media is when technology gets so advanced that it just reinvents the wheel totally and just yes. cooler yes. versions of like these old century like <laughs> like middle ages weapons that is why i play sci-fi games 100 mm -hmm. for my own homebrew that's why the goddamn alfieri has the magnetic halberd because i fucking love halberds <laughs> i mean there's nothing wrong with that that's like that should be that should be <laughs> oh, yeah. definitely uh, uh emphasized for sure yeah it's like if you're gonna pilot giant robots around like I think you could suspend your yeah 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 a little bit <laughs> exactly you can figure out melee weapons come on now it's the future oh, yeah yeah but also let me keep my giant lasers and <laughs> oh yeah 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 lasers <laughs> yeah, laser I just want to keep the good stuff from guns and old ass weapons just like nah. <laughs> totally totally. Yeah. And now I'm curious is like the actual writing of the different mechs because like I don't know the order of which you did them in and it seems like not that the other mechs don't have that What love. would you guess? What would you guess? Well, Abutha was first. Yeah. <laughs> I cuz the the order that you put them in the book isn't alphabetical, which makes me think that it's the order you wrote them in the order that they come in. Yes, you're right. You're super correct. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome. But also yeah. Groot Slang, my baby, just fucking, I want the Groot Slang always. Yeah, Groot Slang's a big old hulking, Groot Slang's actually interesting, so, and I can't, I've looked and I've researched, and I can't really find anything that proves this, but just knowing how colonialism was, I'm pretty sure this is the, the case. So Groot Slang is a mythical creature that is Afrikaners, and it's, you know, Afrikaners is like Dutch um, colonizing Africa and kind of coming with their own kind of, their people or whatever. So anyways, it's Afrikaner's word. Um, it's not like a Zulu, Zozo, or a Bantu word. The story behind it is that there's this creature in these diamond caves, because you know, South Africa's rich in resources and has a lot of diamonds or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's this creature in these diamond caves that scares away, that this is literally like the, all the entries I've read about the, the history behind it. It scares away the locals and it protects the diamonds for itself. And to me, that said, all right, these motherfuckers just came in here, made up a creature, and used it to scare away the, the people, the local people, the, the native people, so they could exploit the mines. That is, I swear wow. to God, that's probably how it is. And then, like, the Groot Slang was loosely based off another cryptid called the uh, Mokili Mbembe. It's, it's a long story, but there's this, like, like, explorer from, I think it was either from, you know, early Americas or, or, or Britain or something like that, somewhere in Europe, some white dude. And uh, they, they, they came to South Africa and like the middle Africa and would listen to like the, the locals kind of speak about, you know, creatures or whatever and stuff. And uh, they literally made, like they, they amalgamated all these stories into something that just made up. 
And then they mm -hmm. justified them being there by researching the story more and more and more. And it came up with this, like, this thing, Mokili Mbembe, which isn't really anything that's really based off any histories, like actual factual histories in South African culture. It's just this like made up kind of cryptid beast so people can justify being in a, in a place, which is just really yeah. weird. So, I mean, all that aside, yes, it's a cool mech. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. It is very, very cool. That's really awesome. Like, can you talk a little bit about some of the other frames too? Are there any like bits and pieces of uh, lore about either how they came to be or things you think are really cool to highlight about them? Yeah, because I'll, I'll talk I'll, I'll talk the fucking ear off about Groot's leg. <laughs> I but I also I am genuinely curious about the Ahmad Lozi and the Setshueo, mostly because I don't see them nearly as often as the Abutho which, I mean, we've already discussed. Yeah. Or the Groot slang, which is my own personal bias, <laughs> yeah. because it fucking rocks. Yeah. You're doing so well with pronouncing these, like, better than me. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, damn, you're like, you are doing good. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, I'm a Delosi. It's, uh, so that isn't necessarily based off any historical throwbacks. It's mainly just an interpretation of, like, the story um, in the field guide. Awesome. The, this other sect of uh, people in Fakaya, the Mthitho, which is like, which means law in Zulu. They're pretty much just like the, they're like the architects and scientists and forward thinkers and stuff. So they're not about like just crushing the, their oppressors and stuff. After Shaka almost blew up the heart and the head, their oppressors, they were almost. like, yeah, almost. <laughs> TBD, we'll see what happens when we play. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the Mthitho were like, yo, 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 we got to secure a home. And so they didn't have a home. Like the plan that they came there to, the heart and head had already taken. And so they searched across the Maludi line, which is like the fourth galactic line out from Cradle Space or whatever. And they're like, oh, God, it's just really hard to find a planet and really hard to like harvest all these like asteroids for resources and stuff. So they made a mech to do that. And that's what the Amadilizzi is. It's like this terraforming mech that, you know, was created by this, well, I guess not kind of like militaristic kind of um, group in Infocani. And I think that kind of mm -hmm. plays to like what the mech is. It's like a controller defender. So it's like meant to like actually do... It's like a Tonka truck that became a, yeah. became a mech. I like that. Yeah, and then the systems are just kind of just words I've, I've found that I think make sense. And words, Zulu words I've found that make sense for the, uh, for the mech. So I really like that one mm -hmm. too. It's, it's a really cool one. But I don't know if it's balanced or not. So it's another story. Yeah, because most of what I've seen for like the um, balancing posts are for like, need more looks at the Ahmed Lozi and the Sitsweo. Yeah. And yeah. maybe the Groot Slang once. <laughs> yeah. Abutha's fine. <laughs> My God, Abutha's been taking me. I've had so many bad iterations of that damn mech. <laughs> Good. But the, uh, the other one, Chetswayo, that is, that is actually a, a, a throwback to like Zulu culture. So King Chetswayo was a Zulu king that was the last Zulu king. And uh, he was defeated or conquered or colonized, whatever you want to call it. Bad things happened by the British and the Dutch and another group that I can't remember what their name is, but they're like Dutch adjacent. He struck a deal with uh, the colonial powers and was like, all right, you know, I see the writing on the walls. My people will, will go to this other portion of South Africa and, you know, we'll, we'll leave our home and stuff. And um, also I'll get an English education. Um, and so he went to like Europe and got an English education and was uh, indoctrinated, I guess, and uh, came back and started to try to fight another war and just didn't work out. But anyways, so that's why I was a king. He's the last king. So I wanted to highlight that, the good parts of it. Yeah. And uh, the neck that's why I was just like, 
literally the pinnacle of Vakani mech production. And it's like supposed to be the mech that all the power gamers wanted to choose. And it's 100%. <laughs> it is it is the mech that all the power gamers would choose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, by like power gamers, do you mean the Lancer power gamers or the oh. power gamers in the Lancer universe that are like, oh yeah, just gonna like optimize my mech? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Like, like actual players who like power game, like the people that I necessarily don't like playing with, but like, like people yeah. who, who try to, <laughs> yeah, who try to beat you, like the people who try to beat you, and that's what the Chetsuaya was. It's like people who who try to beat you, and and I'm completely fine with yeah. them beating me because it's they're beating me in a mech I created, so I don't care. Yeah, so you win. Yeah, I win exactly. <laughs> they're playing the mech that you made, probably in your own server. Yep. <laughs> you win. <laughs> Against NPCs you probably made. Yeah. yeah, I win no matter what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's a it's a cool mech too. Um, I would say it's probably my it's probably my least favorite. Yeah, it's probably like Ibutho Groot saying I'm Delosi than Chetsuya. Hell yeah! I had a question as well um, about Ukua Station. Yeah, uh, both in the like lore, but also as your West Marches Lancer server. So like. Because I know Akua Station is sort of like the interface between Mfukane and other parts of the Lancer universe, but also it is your specific hub where you run your games, and everybody should watch uh, should watch Akua Station on YouTube as the Wallflower series is yes. fucking awesome. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank I yeah like some good players. Yeah, I'm making my way through it slowly but surely, but uh, it's probably one of my favorite Lancer actual plays. Nice. Which is funny that. because, like, you know, there's not very many of them, and two of them are mine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's weird to say, like, oh, it's my favorite, but it really is. It's it's absolutely amazing, and uh, just your descriptions, all of your um, your voice acting is also excellent. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Your descriptions, the way that you inject every uh, all of this, like I think that's one thing that I feel like some Lancer games are missing is the ceremony. And yes, yes, oh my god, thank you for saying that. The gravitas, like I think that's what was so cool is when I tuned into Wallflower on Akua Station for the first time. That whole beginning section where you are going through sort of this this um, ceremony, mm -hmm. uh, the symbolic ceremony. I, I was I had like chills. It was just so really? oh cool. Yeah, no, really, really. And that's something that like you know I hope that I can bring into my games in the future because oh, I don't to. you know you to. <laughs> <laughs> but but just that Lancer is really like such a a place of so much promise that like mm -hmm. literally you know there's so much opportunity for uh, like different. Uh, cultures beyond just like oh we're mercenaries go fight thing mm -hmm. um you know and i think it was just such a refreshing take but i'd love to hear about akua station how that sort of came about both in umfukane and also in uh it, it just as as your, your server yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for those kind words, Reed. I, I reciprocate them oh. a thousand times. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thanks for reciprocate. I reciprocate oh these words. <laughs> Be my peep. Um, yeah, so like in the in the setting, I realized that um, it's it's a pretty foreign setting to most people, and I think most people who play T2B RPGs because you know there you can make your assumptions about what the demographics of those people are, but I think we all yep. know. Mm -hmm. um, 
What I found, and then I think it's been proven too through some of the anecdotal comments I've gotten back from people about reactions about the field guide, is that people are afraid, predominantly white people are afraid to interact because they don't think it's for them. But I think that is like literally doing yourself a disservice because then you're literally getting this vicious cycle about not inter- not interjecting, not being uncomfortable, which I think is really important to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like in the book, you're like, it's okay to use this. Yes. I give you permission. <laughs> you're like... Umfukane is not a people, it's like a it's a belief, or I forget the exact quote. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. And I, I never, I don't think I ever say that Umfukane is black. It just, I mean, the art, you can see that in art, but I never, mm-hmm. I never explicitly say that because I think, for one, it's not super important. Um, so I think you're supposed to make those assumptions on your own. But yeah, anyways, so I created Uko Station in the, in the lore because I knew that people needed to have a segue. Like, I'm not going to just like, you know, chastise people for not interacting with something they aren't familiar with. I'm going to try to encourage the behavior to, to be uncomfortable. And so that's what Uko Station was. It was like the, uh, the person who set it up was, it was Shaka and it was uh, this person, uh, Bantu, who was like a Mthitho and a former MP of the, of the Loins Order, so one of the uh, war orders. And she was like, oh, you know what? You know, the galaxy is super huge and we're set up and we're utopian and we're doing a whole bunch of good things. We need to find out, you know, how we can be better. So let's call the Lancers from across the Orion Arm to us so we can learn from them and we can grow together. So it was like the uh, kind of a cliche but beautiful story there uh, in the lore. And then um, in the, like, you know, real life, like, I just thought it was like the best way to like really do the station, you know, because like it's, it's literally the interpretation of the lore just like in real life or whatever. And, and I'll, I'll say this too, like I got a lot of inspiration from um, Ralph when he was doing um, Interpol Station. I mean, I there for like a day and it's not really my thing. So I created Uko Station like the day after. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is dope. But uh, it seems like uh, not really, like it wasn't hitting on like the, the issues I, I wanted to focus on. Which is again why I appreciate Ukwa because you have such a focus on like narrative stuff too that isn't like, oh, roll to receive reserve. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I mean, I guess it's cool for some people and it works for some people, but I, I literally couldn't, I couldn't force myself to do that. I, my brain oh my would God, break. Yeah. He's making $800 a month doing this. Like, oh, yeah. Ralph's whatever cool. decision Ralph wants to make, Ralph can make. <laughs> Fucking yeah. get them, Queen. Yeah, more power, more power to it. And I think, I definitely think Ralph is really good for the community and Interpoint Station is really good for the Lancer community because it's good to have those options. But there's other, there's other like West Metro servers too that are really good. Like, um, let's see, like GateSec is one and Fields of Terashima is one. And like, they all do their own little thing. And but one of the things that, and I'm not trying to like rep myself or anything, but. People consistently, and then, and then Amelia, you, I see some of your comments. Like people are like, "Oh yeah, Uko's like top two. I was like, "Yeah." Every time I see like the word "actual play," because again, I search these regular, regularly. <laughs> I, I so. search for podcast. I search for actual play. I search oh, for West God. Marches. I search for Beyond. Bring your own mech, Akua, <laughs> and like all the other stuff, and like. Every time someone suggests like an actual play, either if it's recorded or just a West Marches server, mm-hmm. it's always like Akua Interpoint. And usually, if the conversation continues, I'll put Akua slaps. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I, I I I can't tell you how much I do exactly what you do and like search keywords. <laughs> like it's so like it's at least like me. I'm not even gonna name it because I'm gonna embarrass myself and out myself. But it's it's multiple times in a day. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, sometimes I've had to have talks with Amelia, just like, all right, 
I know you want to know if people are talking about us, but you need to like breathe and go eat something. And like... the answer is yes. They're always talking about you. I asked Reed to check to search on pilot net in the middle of dinner one time. Cause I didn't have my phone. Oh my God. All right. All right. You, need like, stop. you need to stop. You need to stop. Uh, you yeah. Need... I was like, am I, I'm just enabling now at this point. Oh my God. All right. Well, I'm not going to tell you about Reddit. I'm not going to tell you to keyword search Reddit. That's a black hole. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. I've, I've already tried that. It, I okay, only yeah, come I up know. with Reed's posts. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. 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 The few times I've been on the Reddit, it's like pretty good for memes and just like, you know, yeah, occasionally it, I see impressionable people asking, oh, I'm new to the game, blah, blah, blah. You know, I find that usually I uh, the first people that all get there first are all like, you know, the the power gamers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, like, there was, like, a whole thing about Castigate a couple of months ago or yeah. something that person's like, can I use Castigate and not die? <laughs> and I was sort of like, well, you know, first of all, I was thinking about Amelia's mech that uh, she made for me, the Curie. Mm-hmm. And I was oh, like, yes. yes. Um, but... Uh, but in terms of like actual, um, I forget what's the what is the frame called that has Manticore. Manticore, Manticore, baby. There we go. Thank you. That I was like, well, you know, if your GM is cool with it, sure. Also, there's a lot of ways to be like technically like resurrected in the totally, Lancy yeah, universe. Yeah. So I'm just sort of like, just go for it. Like, <laughs> but everyone else is like, no. If you pick the Manticore, oh, really? you signed up for really? dying. Yeah. No. Oh really? no. Oh, I was no. like. I know. I was like, really? That's not good. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. I will cut my argument into this because I do think it's very funny in that, like, I saw this and I'm like, absolutely. Like, if you don't want your pilot to die in this way and your GM agrees to it, absolutely. Totally, yeah. But also, it takes a special kind of person to want to play that manticore anyway. It's usually people who want to blow up anyways. (laughs) (laughs) That was my exact argument. (laughs) <laughs> I I played with a I played with a cat uh I, I was playing one of the uh one shots Caltour's Golden Eye in the field guide or whatever oh, yeah. and I was just kind of going through some uh, some tests on it and one one pilot picked up the Manticore and one of the first things he said to me or in video like voice chat or whatever he was like yeah I'm a pyromaniac and I just want to burn things I was like okay all right I, 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 I see it's all it all makes sense now <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I thought about calling him a, a little little help while he was on the call, but um, he seemed okay. <laughs> oh my god! You know, I, I honestly, uh, with the way the world is going right now, I don't blame people that indulge in a little. Yeah, that is true. That is true. He turned to be a really good, great player to play with, though. That's <laughs> a awesome. great pyromania. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was really upsetting to him because he picked up Genghis something in game and he had like a thermobotic flamethrower and he would shoot it out of his manticore's mouth but it got blown off the first encounter it was like a four four oh, encounter yeah. anyway. and he was like he just couldn't he didn't burn anything the whole time but he ended up dying and blowing up at the end but uh it was uh it's <laughs> <laughs> so, it was just really interesting. That's so unlucky. Yeah, it, was, it was funny and i i do think it's interesting at least my personal arc quote unquote or when I was first introduced to the game through the Deimos Paradox, like reading mm-hmm. through, I'm like, oh, like, I like the Sherman and like looking up stuff like that. I felt like really smart being like, oh, if I take the Sherman and Greased Monkey, that works out really well. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, 
I'm not like super hardcore like level six through twelve like power gaming. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'm definitely still thinking of like I'd love to do Sunsea Iskander. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Like the absolute hour long turns to figure yeah. out to place <laughs> two mines. I was curious, like, are there other, is there any other media that you, like, enjoy for this, uh, for, like, the sort of Afrofuturist themes? That yeah. yeah, 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 I was yeah. gonna ask the same, me and Reed share a brain cell, like, 70% <laughs> of the time. Nice. I let you borrow You guys it. got some uh, goblin symbiosis going on? Probably. <laughs> okay. Probably That's a little good. bit. Who's on whose back? That's the, that's the question. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm just a tiny little gremlin. So it's uh, okay, so you're definitely on Reed's back. <laughs> okay, yeah. nice. And I usually end up stunned in some capacity. Nice. So. I needed that mental imagery, so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the fan art? I... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, inspirations. Um, I think there's a couple. So there's one that's uh, contentious, maybe complicated, a little sensitive or whatever, because they ran to some some they made some comments that were just like not really great on twitter and like really hounding people um but anyways yeah. their, their name is a uh, i forget the name but they do the source fall thing so source oh, fall you know what i'm talking about yes yeah, yeah. i know exactly what you're talking about yeah the thing the story he wrote though i think it was, was in, in large part like very much the same reasons i wrote like Infocane. it was like you know, he wants to see this african inspired futurist kind of historical telling that's a multimedia production that is honestly his writing's good and, and the story's good and he just wasn't like super great a person i mean he's a good person but he, he fucked up like kind of bad i spoke to him a little bit and he gave me a lot of good advice because I, I, for part of it was um, that you know i'm writing this setting i'm not i'm not south african i'm not zulu so mm -hmm. i am black and i was asking him like you know how do you wrestle with that you know like that you know not trying yeah. to create properly and stuff and he was just like you know come from the soul and, and you know speak from your heart and, and then you can't go wrong you can't have any regrets and i was like all right cool sounds good um but that was good advice that i need to i need to hear um and then another one i think is it's a kickstarter game called orun and it's like uh they call it post-apotheosis, but I really don't know what apotheosis means. I think it's like post-apocalypse or something like that. Like, yeah, it's like a utopia after apocalypse. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's what it means. Yeah, I, I get you. All right, cool. I'm glad you know words better than I do. <laughs> I don't get shit. I'm just sitting here like, ooh. New words. Uh, of all, and Gichi Gichi. <laughs> yeah, I will take that to my grave. I'll write that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Oru is like, a, I think it's kind of like Star Wars, Mass Effect, and Wakanda all combined into one. Um, and it's like a really cool story. Um, and it takes it takes a lot of inspiration from West African culture and the Orisha, which is like the West African pantheon of like um, like countries like Mali and Togo and stuff. And it's it's really good. And like the writing and the inspiration around it is really good. The the book turned out, meh, 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 meh. but the inspiration was like, the writing was really good. Yeah. It was, it was, the writing was really good. And I, I use those two, I think most primarily as far as like TTRPG stuff go to kind of inspire me to, to write the field guide. They don't, neither one of them necessarily have like the historical connotation, but um, I think that the meat was there and like the, the sentiment that what, what we came from was there in those writings. And, I just decided to focus a little bit more on it, but yeah, those are two really good ones. I would I would definitely um, harp on, and there's a couple other books too um, that I read and kind of inspired me to write the field guide too. So, yeah, awesome. I think a similar question I wanted to ask, and this is like way more broad. 
what characters in media have inspired you the most in terms Ooh. of like your own characters or just characters that you really fucking like? <laughs> That's hard because there's not a lot of similar or comparable characters in media other than like <laughs> Wakanda, right? But then you exactly you have some, like MCU cut, cookie cutter kind of like, you know, situations. And honestly, like I don't like who the Wakandans are because they're like, if you read the comic books, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to stick to our own thing and uh, fuck y'all who got fucked over. But, you know, we got our own stuff and we're going to succeed and prosper. So they really... I wasn't going to bring that up. But yeah. yeah, no, they totally do that. Yeah. And they don't. I mean, I mean, for one, I, I think Black Panther and when it came up was probably like created by like a, a non-black person. And they don't really what kind of doesn't really empathize with like the African-American plight as it was and as it is, um, which is, you know, makes sense. But. That's I think that's why I kind of don't I don't really vibe so well with the inspiration for Wakanda. The aesthetic is like all oh, my jam. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but like characters, ah, oof, that's a that's a tough one. I don't know if I I don't know if any come to mind right now because I my player characters are usually just whatever the fuck I'm feeling that day. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> It's just like, I don't know, my mind thinks too much. I just like think about random stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know if I have, I don't know if I have like specific character inspirations. Probably should get one. That's probably why I don't play a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Or I guess otherwise, like just what are some of your favorite characters in media? Oh, dope. Okay. Let me see. Let me see. I like Sekiro. You know that game Sekiro that Samurai dude? Oh, fuck yes. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like who that character is. He's like, you know, committed to a cause, but been burned and. Like I like redemption stories. I like I like people with like convictions and they they scorn the convictions and then they redeem themselves in some way. That's what I like. Yeah. Am I am I a bad trans fan for not playing all of the Souls Born games? <laughs> I don't think you can be a bad one. <laughs> only only you can answer that question. Only you have the power to change. I haven't played Fallout New Vegas. I've only played Dark Souls One and Bloodborne. Like, what's wrong with me? I don't blame you. I've never played any of those games. I just watch the live plays a lot. Mood. (laughs) Is there anything else that, like, any other burning thing you want to say? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So prepping for a campaign with Siege and his partner um, and two others. Uh, It's called Plymouth Rock. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, hopefully it's as good as uh, as, uh, y'all's shows. Um, Oh. I definitely have been listening to a lot of your shows to like, cause uh, Reed, you do a really good job in, um, in Daniel's Paradox and especially the first one for like really building up like the feels, the feel like you do a really good job with the feels. I think it's, you know, it's just the whole production mm-hmm. that really does. Anyways, so I, I've been listening to that a lot. And then, um, so yeah, I have this coming out. Um, we have like our session zero on Monday and then we're going to record a few sessions and release them all in like September, not September, in the summer or something. Yeah, that's coming out. Hell Yeah. Hell yeah. It's uh, taken from the, a larger quote about what Malcolm X says. It's like, uh, it's like we didn't land on Plymouth Rock, Plymouth Rock landed on, landed on us. So it's like a you know, fresh yeah. and landed on us type thing. And uh, that's uh, some themes in the campaign. I like that a lot. Well, I am very much looking forward to it because I've also I've been looking at some of this art and it's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, a good job. I know. It's going to be awesome. So we'll make sure that uh, when that comes out, let us know or hope we'll probably see it. We'll oh, definitely yeah. uh, uh, shout from the rooftops. I'm excited For to sure. see it. For sure. I um, appreciate it. But yeah, I guess otherwise we can kind of wrap this uh, wrap this up. Thank you, potential listener. 
quote. <laughs> listeners, listeners, you gotta speak it into existence. Speak it into existence. Yes, manifesting. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And uh, and Shaka, do you want to just one more time uh, say where they can find you? And, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Plug do, arena. Plug. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Station Ukwa and Instagram at Ukwa Station. I don't know why they're all mixed up like that. Um, and uh, I don't really know. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that's the only thing. Yeah, I think like the only socials that I really go, like, go by. So yeah, just find me there. Yeah. yeah, and you can find vods of most. Oh of yeah, what you on do YouTube. Thank you, thank you. On that's YouTube, so I'm gonna guess Uku Station. Yes, maybe Station Uku. Who knows? <laughs> who really knows? It's a combination of Station and Kua. You can't yeah, go UK, wrong. UWA. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. You need it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you if you search Akua, you will find Akua. Yes. Or Akua will find you. Exactly. You don't One want that because you know Shaka will find you there, and it's not. not cool. <laughs> Shaka will find you and not maybe blow up half your planet. Yeah. Or uh, your house. Or something, you know? <laughs> Why is Shaka in my house? <laughs> Why is Shaka cooking me dinner? Why is he screaming? <laughs> I smell coffee. <laughs> <laughs>